Hi, everyone. It's Chelsea Van Buskirk with the Heart AF Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest I'm really excited about. I'm going to be bringing Sarah Milligan on. She is a beautiful soul. She is a medium and spiritual healer advisor. She's made a huge impact on my life. If you have heard one of my most recent episodes, she was the one I was talking about. Sarah is the woman that came into my life that opened my eyes to this whole I would say spiritual plane and just the ability to realize not only like my potential, my worth, but to tap into some of my own spiritual gifts and helping me heal in a lot of different layers of my life. She's just a very special person, very dear to me, and I'm so excited to have her on today's episode. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. And it's so awesome to see you again and be sharing space with you right now. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. I really miss you. So (laughs) I miss you too. So get to spend some time. So I want to start off with hearing your story and coming in to know your spiritual gifts and embracing the mediumship stuff that you do. And now the healing, just starting the work that you've been doing to help all the people you've been helping over these years. All right. So, okay. Coming into it, I definitely had a sense of, you know, the unseen world when I was a kid really little from as far back as I can remember, but I didn't know what was going on. You know, one of my parents had to fall asleep with me every night because I was scared of the dark because I could sense something. I knew I wasn't alone, but of course I didn't have words for it at three or four. And then I think by the age of seven or eight, I started just naturally healing animals. I was really drawn to animals. I remember my German shepherd that I grew up with being sick and I just automatically kind of got on my knees and put my hands on her. But I didn't know what Reiki was or healing or energy healing or anything because I I think it was about eight. So it just came naturally, that healing part. And then that kind of moved on to humans. And I remember people having headaches and I was able to feel that pain. And I just had extreme empathy for that. And I knew that they didn't have to be suffering. Again, I didn't have words for this, but I would just kind of do something energetically, kind of pull out whatever was going on and readjust the energy, and then they wouldn't have a headache anymore. And so I was that really weird child, about eight, nine, ten years old, (laughs) getting rid of people's headaches. And so it started out like that. And then I would, you know, as I got a little bit older, I'd say between like 10 and 14, I would catch myself having conversations in the back of my mind while I was doing something else, like reading or homework or laundry. And I would catch myself having conversations. But again, I really had no idea. I thought I was just talking to myself. Later on, obviously, I found out I was always talking to spirit. So that was, you know, like those early years. And I had a lot of psychic experiences as well, like knowing what was going to happen, knowing who was calling. And we all have these gifts. Like we are all psychic. We are all born spirit hanging out in these bodies for a while. Uh, So just a lot of psychic experiences happened. And then it really wasn't until after I had my fourth child, I had a dream and I was visited by a spirit guide in that dream right after I had my fourth child. And she just looked at me straight in the eyes. I'll never forget her. And she was like, Sarah, you have something special. That's all she said. And when I woke up, I knew she meant intuitively speaking. And it had to do with healing or mediumship or something in this realm. But again, I was a newbie. I didn't really know anything. 
And so I just kind of sat with that, wrote it in my journal. And three days later, one of my friends, I was living in New Jersey at the time, she came to me and she said, oh my gosh, I just had this amazing reading by this woman, Trish. And she's offering an an eight-week beginner course for psychic and mediumship and intuitive development. Will you come with me? Because it's in this like old house and I'm scared and I don't want to go alone. So I was like, okay, spirit, like you got me. You know, I was like three days later, she just plucked this flyer right in front of me. And so I made my way into my first class and it was a really quick unfoldment, we call it, into remembering these gifts. And then looking back on my childhood, everything made sense and everything kind of fell into place for me going, oh, I wasn't weird. This is called Reiki or this is, you know, energy healing. And I wasn't talking to myself. It was spirit. And just all these gifts unfolded very quickly over those eight weeks. And then I continued sitting in a spiritual development circle every week for two years. And then my first teacher kind of wouldn't let me into the advanced class, but I was so eager and ready and remembering and just like ready to learn more and like soak it all up. Yeah, And so I felt like my confidence was kind of shaken in that. Like, no, you don't have it. Kind of like, mm-hmm. you don't got it, you know? Yeah. I and ask you. Like, no. Yeah. So did you feel an inner knowing like you did have it? Like, did you feel that? I like did. you felt Like you knew, right? Like somebody else was kind of telling you, like trying to shush you down, but you kind yeah. of had that inner knowing. Okay. Yes, definitely. Like a trying to squash it. Yeah. And I feel like it was a test of my mm-hmm. knowing, you know, looking back okay. on it and she was mm-hmm. meant to challenge me. Um, but I did have this knowing, but it wasn't strong enough. Like it was a nudging. It was a, an inner kind of baby knowing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but, but I just talked to like this person's grandmother. Like, how could you say I don't have it? And I was really questioning myself. Like, how did I make that up? Did I make that up? I don't think I could make that up. You know, I was really mm-hmm. questioning things. And so I saw an open circle posted in the town next door to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up. It was an open circle with other medium leading the circle who traveled from Virginia. And I was like, I'm just going to show up and like see what happens. You know, Mm -hmm. like check out the other people, see if like I can validate my knowing. Yeah. So I went into that circle and everybody in an open circle is going, you know, I feel this. I sense this. I am hearing this. And, you know, people were like, I feel a tingle on top of my head and I feel a cool breeze on my hand and, you know, connecting with spirit. And I was like, I remember um, this woman was sitting next to me and I just felt all of a sudden I was like, you know, I'm seeing this woman. Her name is Mary. She's definitely a grandmother energy. And she passed you know, of this, had difficulty breathing. She was wearing rain boots and jumping in puddles. And the girl next to me went, that's my grandmother. And she was sobbing all of a sudden. She's like, we used to, you know, go in the rain puddles and the rain boots and, you know, all of that. And she's like, her name's Mary. So I was like, okay. I'm like, I I think I have something, you know? And the medium was looking at me going like, do you do this for work? And I laughed. I remember it was kind of rude. I laughed in her face. And I, because I was like, no. Like, absolutely not. Like, what are you you talking about? She's like, why don't you do this for work? And I was like, okay, now I'm really confused. One saying you don't got it. One is like, why don't you do this for work? And she thought I did it professionally. So I was like, you know what? I need a tiebreaker. I had watched Lisa Williams on, um, 
she had a TV show on TV when I was in college and the medium circle that I walked into had trained with her as well. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for her advanced class. And she's a straight shooter and she will tell me whether I have it or I don't have it and let her be the tiebreaker because I'm really confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a three month course with her and then there was a week long um, certification process in Lilydale, New York with her in person. And I remember going through every day rigorous, like I think eight to five, we were just going constantly with practices and readings and she had these master teachers with her that were training to be teachers of her programs as well. And I remember one, this kind of changed everything for me um, during one of those training days. And she said, okay, everybody pair up. You guys are going to do mediumship readings for each other. There were 22 of us, 22 students in the class. Well, I was like, I don't know, somebody didn't make it back from lunch. So I was like the 21st and I had no partner. So she's like, oh, don't worry. You can read for Amy, the master teacher that was there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, no. So I go into the bathroom. I pray my face off. And I'm like, please, spirit, just help me. I have to read for this master teacher right now. I'm so nervous because this is a certification. Like, you're either yeah. going to get certified or not. Yeah. So I sit down with Amy and I guess two people came through that have never come through for her before ever. Um, wow. in all her readings and she's an, a gifted medium herself um, and and she was brought to tears and she's like I don't cry and when the reading was over she stood up and hugged me and she looked at Lisa Williams and was like yeah I'm hugging her yeah I'm crying yeah. like what she doesn't do either of you yeah know? So, so she said and so it was really moving for her and so then we all regrouped and sat down and Lisa was speaking to us and she was, we were talking about the business and she was like, how much do you charge for reading, Sarah? You know, asking the group, but she came to me and I said, I've, I've never done a paid reading before. And she went, what? She said, if you don't start doing readings and you charge at least, you know, da, 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 I'm going to come to New Jersey and mama bear slap you. And like, yeah. she was just like, you are meant to do this work. You need to do this work. And then Amy was like, can I say something? And she stood up in the middle of class. And she was like, that is one of the best readings I've ever had in my whole life. You brought through two people who have never come through before. You are absolutely meant to do this work. Like, just, it's like, they were so adamant that I should be doing it. And I still, even then, felt so scared and hesitant. Yeah. But I, it was hard to deny everything coming in. Yeah. So that was a huge shifting point for me. And then the week progressed and, you know, we're going into testing day and Lisa walks over to me right before my first test. We had to do three readings and she walks over and she's like, I put you with my best friend. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, no pressure. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But it um, it just it was so beautiful and such an affirmation that I was meant to be doing this. And so I'm grateful to Lisa and the master teachers just so much um, for really kicking me out of the medium closet because yeah. part of that training was we had to come out of the closet, the medium yeah. closet. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, uh, announce that to right, our come out. orbit, to the world, yeah. you know, yeah. and that was not easy. No. Um, both sides of my family are really conservative and 
the one, you know, grew up Catholic, the other Presbyterian, um, not really so open to this. And right. so I knew even just within my own family orbit, it was going to be difficult, but that was part of the training. And I came out of the woo closet in yeah. 2015. That's when I did my training with Lisa and, and I've been serving publicly since then. So let's talk about that process. Cause I think that's, that's so big, right? Like the fear of coming out to your family, especially like your inner orbit, like you said, knowing that they might have certain feelings about this kind of work. So why don't we talk about that? Like, what were your fears going into that? What was the process like when you came out? Like, how did you go about telling your family, hey, um, I have these gifts. I'm going to be doing this now. Like how to be a teacher, right? You go from teaching to mediumship work. Okay. So let's. I did. I was an elementary school teacher. And yeah, let's hear it. Okay, hear coming story. out. Okay. So yeah. yes, I went to Penn State. I went to the College of Education. I trained to be an elementary school teacher. Um, got married pretty soon out of out of college. Was teaching kindergarten, then second grade for a few years, and had four children. You know the typical what you think of just American life and yep. what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. on this conditioned planet. And I was not aware of that conditioning or any of that yet. So being called in to start serving spirit was a total shift in my life, like a whole 180. But it lights up my being. It lights up my soul. I knew that I was supposed to be doing that because I love every second of it. It's an honor to serve and to help people heal. So when I had to come out, I think what did I do I just posted it we were supposed to post on social media so there were no private conversations first with my okay. family mm-hmm. I just came out big on social media not that I had many followers back then <laughs> but I'm like you know what my family's seeing it so yeah I posted like oh I'm so grateful to have trained with Lisa we went through this process I passed it as a certified psychic medium and spiritual advisor and I'm so honored to serve. So that was like my announcement. And then let's see, my dad, I feel, was the first to come around. And after, I'd say about six months, I was doing my first big demonstration of mediumship, like a group event. And he came to it. I was so nervous. I bet. But he came to it. It was my first one ever. And then I think it was two nights in a row, he came to the second one. And since then, he's been a believer and a really huge supporter. Uh, yeah. Because he saw it firsthand, he witnessed yeah. it. You can't deny yeah. it. So, yeah, that was really awesome. And he was the one that would usually have to fall asleep with me at night and stay there. And I'm talking like two hours, not like ten minutes, right? So yeah. that poor man. And so I would thank him and the Dems and for supporting that gift. And even though we didn't know what it was, and he's a very big supporter now. The other side of the family, I honestly still don't talk about it really. If I'm asked about it, I have no worries sharing it whatsoever. But I also know my audience, too. And so yeah. it's, I don't go around like preaching anything. You know, right. it's not my job to change anything, anybody Absolutely. or right. anything like that. You know, if somebody comes to me for healing, then that's, you know, they found me. Spirit spirit had them find me. Right. But my mom actually just came to see me work for the first time ever last weekend. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So that is five, seven years later, right? Yeah. That I've been yeah. publicly working. Um, and she brought my aunt with her, her sister, and they came and watched. I had, you know, 50 people at a yoga studio giving messages mm-hmm. last weekend. And 
that was pretty cool to have her there, you know, and to have her see me work for the first time. Now she did. sat with me for table before, oh, which is okay. different, but yeah. Yeah. I think like once you witness it, you really get a, a sense of how loving and incredibly healing this whole thing is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I was always nervous about it too, because I always had a strong fascination for mediumship, but I always felt like this guilt, like for wanting to watch it or witness it, you know, like, and I, and that did come from those kind of religious boxes. Or yeah. Like, there's a lot you know of what I mean? connotation of religion right? yes. um, that these gifts, which are gifts, which Jesus had, and we all do have, but he demonstrated them. Then the church kind of shifted it and changed the stories and, you know, made it a bad thing because they wanted the middleman, you know, to source or to God. But we don't need a middleman to source or to God. We're extensions of God. And so yes. you can cor- connect directly with spirit, with God, with your loved one. And so Absolutely. that's just a fact, you know, and, and right. these gifts are for healing. That is the purpose. Right. So, yes, our conditioning would say, oh, it's bad. It's evil. You know, but it's not a like the most natural thing. Yeah. And, and and so just full of love and light. And that's, I think, the thing mm-hmm. that you know, people like to over-dramatize and there's, you know, there's productions put on, I think, keep us in the dark, right? And I think, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know for people who aren't even aware of this kind of stuff yet, but I know for me and you, for people who are aware of this, it's this awakening process. Like the mm-hmm. curtain is kind of lifted where we start to see the truth of, mm-hmm. you know, the lies and the things that we've been kind of fed to keep us kind of in this controlled state and looking for things right. outside of ourselves, right? And right. the truth of the matter is, is God is within us. Like it's internally and, and mm-hmm. we have the power to heal ourselves. Like we have, like you said, we have these innate gifts. Absolutely. It's just coming to the remembering. I know exactly. you use, use those words with me a lot too in my journey. And you have been an instrumental piece in my journey like, absolutely. Like, I can't thank you enough for just how much you've helped me open up. And there was something you said that I wrote down is that you can no longer deny this gift because it just lit you up. Like it, it lit up your soul and there's like no denying Mm -hmm. it. And when you have that light, like that passion, you can't shut it down. Mm -hmm. Once you get a taste of that freedom, that love and that light that is within you, like you can't let go of that. And, you know, I think it's really sad when you see so many people just suppress those pieces of themselves who don't even, Mm -hmm. they can't even feel that joy yet because they're so scared, right? Right. It becomes even harder when you're shrinking that beautiful light. It becomes even harder. Like it's going to bust out of you some way, right? Right. And if you're not honoring it, it's going to bust out of you in a negative way, right? And like numbing it or addiction or, you know, that calling will continue to like knock on your door. And so it becomes even harder to stay, you know, tightly in a bud, right? Yes. And I think that's been a big piece of my journey and a big piece of what my mission is like with this podcast with me speaking out is I can't see another person like in their life early because of addiction or because they're so afraid of being themselves that they choose to end their life here on earth like I've seen that happen so many times and um this was an epiphany I just had literally in the last day which is wow. so crazy because I've been trying to figure out like what am I doing like what what do I say I do I don't know yet what I'm doing but but that's part of it is this message, this mission to help people realize like their mm-hmm. possibility and to hold on and, and break through the way that they're caging themselves in, like like remaining tight in a bud. And I know for me specifically, you saw this, you saw me as that person that I was just suppressing myself and it was coming out in anger and irritability and my relationships were failing. Like it was so 
draining. My soul was dying. And I will never forget one of the readings, or I think it was a spiritual counseling session we had, where you said, do your kids want to see caged mommy or happy mommy? And that like just really hit so hard because it's so true. It's like, sometimes we feel like we have to suppress ourselves for our families or for our kids, but what are we teaching our kids when we're doing that? And that was so big for me is that I want all my children to know that they should be true to themselves and not be mm-hmm. watering absolutely for others or to fit in certain boxes or to do what society tells us we need to do to be acceptable, right? So let's kind of shift gears though a little bit because not only have you made an impact on me, obviously we've been talking about that, but I know you've seen firsthand so many people that you've been able to help. I would love if you could share one of the most significant healings you've witnessed or been a part of. If you can illustrate to the audience how impactful these healing sessions can be for people and how maybe this healing process works when you are being the conduit or that facilitator of the healing that comes from spirit and helping the clients that you serve. Sure. Yeah. In recent years, really the last three years, the mediumship is for healing, but there's also been a shift towards physical healing and then Mm -hmm. mental, emotional, and spiritual healing happens as well. Um, And that's coming through energy healing and spirit is, of course, doing that work. So I am the space holder, you know, I'm the just the channel um, that spirit is using and then they're working directly on the person as well. So that can happen uh, in a one on one session or that can happen in a group session. And those group sessions are the spirit healing circles that we haven't talked about yet. That's kind of the next step after that mental mediumship that we talked about because I'm also a physical medium. And so physical mediumship is where everybody in the room is experiencing and feeling or seeing or hearing spirit together. They don't need me as the medium because spirit is communicating directly with them. We use a table sometimes and that table, you know, the loved ones come in, the table takes on the personality of that loved one that's in spirit. And so, you know, like little sweet grandma comes in and gently, you know, rocks the table and pushes it over and hugs, you know, the granddaughter. And it's, you can feel them in the room. And that intention is always for healing in all of those circles. So everybody that walks in receives healing for whatever they have asked for or what spirit knows because they know what we need and what's for our highest good. So the healing can come in the form of heart healing, you know, emotional healing from grief and loss to feel your loved one again. But those healings can also come in the form of physical healing. So uh, I'd say the last two years, even three years, people who have had, um, who've been dealing with um, chronic illnesses or mystery illnesses, spirit is bringing them to me. And it's like they've exhausted all other possibilities and treatments and medicines. I mean, years, we're talking years. I worked with a woman last week that had been on this journey for 10 years to try and heal. And in one session, spirit was like, do this, 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 and this, and give it three months because you're dedicated. So it's only going to take three months, not nine or 12 months, and you'll be good. Your pain will be gone. And she's doing off. It's been about, it wasn't last week. It's been about a month because she's already seeing an improvement. So it's, it's happening on all different levels, but it's happening in those spirit healing circles. Um, And yes, it can happen one-on-one, but spirit can reach more people when it happens in that group setting. Um, So like a collective energy, right? Like when you get more people in there, like it's almost like the energy of every person in the group also helps like build that energy, right? Is that right? Like you kind of use the collective space? Yeah, so that... 
So the healing guides that work with me could work anywhere. So whether it's one-on-one or the circle, but there is something to be said for the others in the circle to, to be sitting together and have that camaraderie and that support with each other and to be witnessing feelings for each other. So that definitely adds to like the love, you know, the love fest in the room and the energy in the room. Definitely. There was a 15 year old girl. I had done a reading for her mother years ago. And then she contacted me again for some more readings. Her 15 year old daughter was struggling with an eating disorder. And she had gone to residential treatment. She had done, you know, everything you can think of to support her daughter in healing. And things would help, but not heal it. And so they drove up from Maryland to Cape Cod and we did one-on-one energy healing. And then their family sat in a spirit healing circle, like we were just talking about at the table. And her spirit guides came through, even a connection from a past life came through as a guide to really hook her into her spirit and her being and remind her of who she is. And then we did some more healing the next day with her and with mom. And spirit had said in about three months, it will be pretty much gone and you won't have to worry about her anymore. And on that three month mark, I think within days, all of a sudden she was okay and no more eating disorder. And that was a couple of years ago. And still to this day, she's getting ready to go off to college. Wow. Totally okay and free of that when it had like a really strong grip on her for a couple of years. So that was one of the things that I witnessed. But again, this is all spirit. This is spirit coming through, working and tapping in to remind you of who you are. So there's nothing wrong with anybody, right? Like everybody is a perfect extension of God. And the healing really is a removal of the conditioning of limiting beliefs, of old conditioned patterns, of, you know, all these blocks to love, really, because that's what we are as spirit. And so all healing is that removal. It's like wiping away like the fog on a mirror. So that you can see your full reflection and your divinity. Um, And so that's what spirit is doing when they're working with people. It's been really beautiful. Just amazing stuff that they can do. And anything is possible. And I can hear them now. So it's like they want everybody to know that anything is possible. Right? Like if it's in your plan to own your truth and live authentically and live a long life and be here. It's possible. The door's open for you. It's really removing those blocks to healing. There's another story I want to share because I just it just came in yesterday, actually. And it was from a spirit healing circle in New Jersey just a couple of weeks ago. And this is more of the emotional healing and what it can do for the grief. So I had a reading with somebody in New Jersey, let's say a few months ago. And her daughter came through who passed of cancer around age 26. And she came through in the reading. And at the end of the reading, she said, there's something with a rainbow. She kept showing me rainbows, but there was no immediate connection. So that falls into that 10% that's going to show up later because spirit likes that. So I was like, I don't know. She's telling me something with a rainbow is going to happen and it's going to be significant. So that was a few months ago. Then a few weeks ago, I'm in New Jersey for the healing circle and this mom who lost her daughter is coming to circle. So we're all sitting there. There's eight people around the table and we have a playlist that plays, but they didn't send me songs. I channeled the playlist. So I was just playing random songs. And in that playlist was somewhere over the rainbow, but the Hawaiian version. Yep. And 
all of a sudden the table lifted up and it started spelling and it spelled out to the letter G. Her daughter's name was Gabby. So I'm thinking in my head, oh, is this Gabby? And then somewhere over the rainbow came on. And in the beginning of the song, he goes, hey, this one's for Gabby. And then oh starts- Oh my gosh. None of us ever knew that. Ever, ever. The mom was like, we always used to watch 50 First, first Dates. That song is in there. Yeah. I never knew that he said this song for Gabby in the beginning. Like ever. She just placed it in that moment. She's like, that's my Gabby. She just spelled out to G, the song's on. And we yeah. all heard, hey, this one's for Gabby. And the table moved over to her. It was her daughter, hugged her, loved her, gave her healing. It was so beautiful. I have goosebumps right now just remembering yeah. it. And she's, you know, crying because she can feel her daughter in the room. And it's just so beautiful and amazing. And I would just love for people to understand that there's so much more than what we see with our physical eyes. Like yeah, the unseen absolutely. world is an absolute given. It's an absolute truth and your loved ones are there and they live on and they are constantly trying to communicate with you and support you and love you and guide you. And so that was just a really awesome rainbow. You know, she had mentioned rainbow three months prior and we had no idea what yeah. she was talking about. That was the rainbow because yeah. we didn't know that he said the songs for Gabby. It's so yeah. cool. It's just amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. And while you were telling that, like my body lit up like I had goosebumps my hair like it's awesome I want to bring up something because you mentioned it and maybe people don't know this already I know I knew what you meant but you said that 10 percent um which I know means that you know when spirit comes through and they're giving you a message 90 percent you should be able to validate and understand but there's that 10 percent that might not make sense to you but it will make sense later so I don't know if you want to let people know what it's like when you're giving a reading yeah. So when you have a session, so if it's mental mediumship, I'm the one connecting with spirit and I'm describing everything that I'm seeing and hearing and feeling. So they'll communicate by impressing feelings on my body or giving me vision, you know, or images in my mind because they use our imagination or I'll hear them. But it's like reading a sentence in a book hearing, not like you're hearing my physical voice. So it's very subtle. So I will give you everything that's coming through in a reading. And you should understand 90% of the information coming through, which is certainly enough information to understand who's speaking to you. But that other 10% that can be fuzzy tends to show up later. Or if spirit asks you to be a messenger, or let's say your mother-in-law is coming through, right? But your husband's not in the room to validate some of the memories that she might be talking about. That information falls in that 10% because it's something you need to go check with your husband on to validate. So that's right. what that 10% is. Um, but 90% you should understand in the moment um, and enough to understand who's coming through for sure. What would be like your one message that you feel is super important to leave? Yeah. So there are two things coming in right now. It feels like one of the messages as you ask that question is Spirit would want everybody listening to have hope, to know that there is a reason to have hope, that they can heal, that they can feel better again, that they can feel joy again, that they can re-engage in life if they're in grief, that their loved ones want them to live. It honors them to have them living and smiling and laughing again. Just that hope 
because the door is wide open for everybody to receive healing and to feel good and whole and happy again after grief, after loss, after sickness, anything. So just that hope that's coming through so strongly. It's possible the door is open. It's always open for healing. And then the other piece coming through is really living authentically. And that is so not easy. It's not easy. I am still working on it. But being authentic to who you are, because it's so much better for yourself and for everybody on the planet, if you just own who you are, because every single person came onto this planet, into this planet with gifts, with certain skill sets, and they're meant to be shared. And if we keep ignoring it, we don't share it, right? It kind of dies within us or it bugs us until it will come out and we listen. But it's meant to be shared with the world. Those gifts are meant to be shared. And that light is meant to be shared because it causes so many ripple effects that you will never see. But it does. It goes on and on, you know, when you share your light and your truth with the world. And coming out wise, you know, as a medium was hard as well for my two conservative sides of the family. Absolutely. Being completely judged and Spirit is like, we, we want everybody to be happy and live authentically. Right. Like that is what spirit would ask of you is to, to live in alignment with your own soul and truth and being. Because your joy creates so many more ripple effects than you shrinking and keeping yourself in a box so that you look good for mom and dad. Right. Right. And then you're 95 and you're looking back on your life and you're like, shit. I didn't do anything because I was so worried about what mom and dad thought. Right. You know, like really, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. So I would much rather look back and be like, damn, that was an awesome life. You know, right. like I served, I used my gifts and yeah. th- that was totally okay. That was fine. Like I busted out of my conditioning and I'm happy and joyful and my kids are happy and joyful and I want them to live authentically. And to welcome everything and anything, like who they are, who they were born as. So, yeah, those two things, hope and living authentically. Beautiful. Love it. I've got goosebumps everywhere because this was just (laughs) such a perfect conversation that we held. And I think just echoes so many of the points that I've been stressing in each episode that's been before and will continue. Like that's a big part of the message, this living authentically peace. And Wayne Dyer's quote that he used to say was don't die with the music still in you. And so mm, that's like yeah. that beautiful music that you have to share with the world that, you, like you said, can cause that ripple effect. Like you don't even know the impact that you can make. Yeah. And those things that you have to offer the world, how they can touch somebody and help somebody else and create this ripple effect that you aren't even aware of. And not everybody's going to understand that. Not everybody's going to understand your gift. If you people look at me like I have 10 heads, if I'm like, yeah, I should communicate (laughs) with spirit. But to me, it's a given. It's a known. It's like they'll eventually understand that truth about the Mm -hmm. unseen world. They're just not going to understand it right now or not in this lifetime. And so not everybody will understand it, but you're still meant to do it. I think that's beautiful. And oh, you know, another thing that I want to highlight on something that I always stress was that there's nothing wrong with us, right? Like you're not broken. Like just because you have these scars and experiences or your perceived mistakes, you're not like a bad apple. Like you're still whole and perfect in the eyes of God. You know what I mean? Like you're completely perfect where you are and 100% accepted. And that's another barrier I'm trying to break and not preach, but just share this opinion or philosophy 
can see if anybody can see it. I feel like there's a lot of people that like to tell you like you're born a sinner or you're guilty or you have to repent or, you know, you have to prove your worth. Right. But that's so all religion trying to take control. And exactly like this fear and trying to control and just, yeah, box you in. And it's like, no, you're beautiful and whole just as you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to prove yourself. Like you are totally perfect just the way you are. So sorry to get riled up again, but yeah, so beautiful. That's true. It's true. I know. It's easy to get passionate and worked up about it just because yeah. I can see how it negatively impacts a lot of lives. And one person, one message at a time to just hopefully awaken and bring more mm-hmm. people to their joyous state and giving them permission to live authentically. Thank you so much for making the time to be here and spend time with me having this amazing conversation. And for anyone who's interested Sarah does do virtual healings and readings. You don't have to be in person. She is in Cape Cod and she regularly holds events in New Jersey and Cape Cod, right? It'll be on her website right. you can find when she does events for in person. But if you're not near her, she does stuff through Zoom or the phone. I've had many healing sessions through her virtually, like spirit knows no bounds. You can't mm-hmm. contain spirit. It goes anywhere. And I've received some really powerful healing sessions literally through the phone. And it's been amazing. So Sarah, do you want to share your website information where people can find you and get a session with you? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. I really appreciate it. And so good to see you again. Website is sarahmilliganwellness.com. And I'm on Facebook, Sarah Milligan Medium. And same on Instagram. I have a healing circle coming up in Cape Cod next week. They're usually once a month. And then New Jersey, I have four circles in a row for eight to the 11th and there are two seats left in New Jersey and Zoom definitely works the same way as Chelsea said there's no space or time in the spirit world you can be anywhere and they will be working on you so I'd be happy to help anybody that is looking for it yes well she's amazing I can vouch for her she's brilliant and has helped me in so many ways thanks for listening I will post Sarah's social media links and her website in the description of this podcast you can find me Chelsea at my website ChelseaVanBuskirk.com or on Facebook or Instagram at Chelsea.VanBuskirk and I'll see you guys all next week thank you so much for being here with me and Sarah and that is all thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs)